Let's buckle up and get cozy here. It's we got time, a, yeah. It's kind of a doozy. It's, it's Grab a bevy. Let's get into it. <laughs> help her click through TikTok videos while she's on the treadmill. And while it is oh do my that, gosh. depending on like if you have a family, what kind of jobs you have, like where you're at in your life, sometimes you have to sacrifice. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is like not right at all. Emergency calls, my gynecologist. I'm kind of freaking out right now. Like I feel a little dizzy. Like I just feel like I'm losing a lot of blood. Holy. It's time to get loud. Welcome back to Loud Talk with Lavi, a podcast where we break down the walls of beauty standards one flaw at a time. This is episode four here at Loud Talk, and I do have a very special guest today, Sophia, if you want to introduce yourself. Hello. I am so excited to be here. This is my first ever like podcast anything. I feel so honored to be able to talk on your podcast. I think we really are gonna hit it off today. But yeah, I am, I don't even know what I would call myself. I am an online coach and personal trainer. Um, I own my own business. That's like my main thing that I do, but I also post on social media kind of for fun to advertise myself. I love sharing my life as you guys will probably get to know me on this podcast. I definitely love to talk about all things girly. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we've kind of connected over social media and I'm just so, so excited to be here. No, I'm so excited to have you on. I discovered your TikTok account, I want to say like maybe back in the summer. Love your content. Um, definitely like, I feel like you don't even have like one niche, like you kind of just do it all. Um, where like from like fitness to beauty to just clothing, food, like literally everything and anything like you can find it on her social media pages. You guys have to check her out after this podcast because you'll be obsessed the minute you check out her videos. But um, I want to hear more about you mentioned there like your kind of journey as like a fitness coach, how it all started and what you kind like a what your day to day kind of looks like in that kind of job because I don't know too much about it um since like I know like your content side of things from what I see on TikTok but I'd love to know more about that yeah absolutely thank you for asking that question it's always so interesting and the beauty of like a health and fitness journey is that everybody has a different starting point a different why and it's always so interesting whether you're a fitness coach or not whether you work out for fun or not it's always so interesting to hear other people's whys and how they got started into it um but I have been active my whole life. I grew up playing sports, soccer and lacrosse, um, super active. It was like my personality shows, my identity. Like it was always practice, practice. And that's just what I love to do. Um, I ended up playing um, like year round lacrosse in high school. I was committed to play division one lacrosse, um, decided last minute my senior year that I did not want to play a division one sport. So I decided to decommit. And then I applied to University of Oregon, got in early acceptance and I decided to go like the normal school route there um when I got to Oregon I the first week was like everyone's scared of the freshman 15 so I was like I need to do something like I need to be active because I've you know practiced for my entire life like what am I going to do now that I don't you know, have practice. So I started out in a gym, like every other girl I feel like experiences on the treadmill. 
and maybe doing like one or two leg machines that didn't look super intimidating. And then I would go home because I genuinely had no idea what to do. Even though in high school, I was 17, I worked at a gym. That was my first job ever was working front desk um, at a gym. And so I got used to like the gym setting, but I was never fully comfortable in it. And then it kind of just started from there. Like, you know, you start from square one, you start kind of playing around with different machines. You meet some people there, you meet some friends who maybe know a little more, and then you just continue to learn. And I'd say my journey really started um, my freshman summer going into my sophomore year. I started working out a lot. I started to follow more of like a workout routine. And I actually was starting to like gain muscle and see the results. I'm like, oh, this is like really addicting. Like I totally understand you know, why people do this, but it was only really just for fun. It was for fun. Um, my major in college was PR and advertising and I have a minor in business administration. So, you know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I didn't have a dream job. I never had a dream job. So going into my senior year, I ended up transferring from university of Oregon to university of Nevada, Reno, um, and finishing out my schooling there during COVID. So it was all online, but Then at the beginning of my senior year, I met my coach, um, who is super awesome. He is a professional bodybuilder. I'm not a bodybuilder, obviously, by any means, but I met him and he's like, let's start training together. And I'm like, you know what? I've done everything that I could do, but I'm still not seeing the results I want. I'm going to hire somebody. So I did. Within like two months, I just fell in love with the coaching client process that we had. And I just knew that that was what I wanted to do. So I signed up for my CPT. I got it within six weeks, studied my butt butt off being a full-time student and also like working almost full-time as a nanny. You know, being a nanny is awesome. It's like the best job in college, but it's a lot, it's a lot to do. So I did that. And then I basically told him like, listen, I am not doing a traditional nine to five. I'm going to open up my own LLC. I'm going to work for myself. I'm going to be a boss bitch coach because I know that I can change lives. Like this is my passion. I know that I'm going to be good at this. My parents were super, super supportive. I'm very, very lucky for that. They were like, we believe in you. We know you can do it. Go ahead and do it. So then after I graduated college, I just started my business and I started kind of figuring out, um, life. And I feel like, you know, it's, we can all relate to this, but graduating college, um, like that 22, I'm turning 24 actually tomorrow. This age is so weird. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but this age is so weird and, and the adjustment of everyday life is weird. Every single day for me, for my job is different. I don't have I have things that I do every day that makes me feel like I'm in a routine, but it truly is very different every day. I'm very lucky where um, I'm super flexible with my hours. I can be because I work for myself, but um, I do struggle with um, finding time to myself. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a double-edged sword with social media totally and agree. working on there and running your own business where I get the luxury to not work a nine to five. And if I wanted to take a day off, I absolutely could. And I have that luxury to do that whenever I want. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I feel exhausted and worn out, I feel like I can't feel that way because I feel so lucky to do the job I do. You know, I totally it's kind of agree. like that double-edged sword where I feel bad for feeling bad or yeah. tired. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my day-to-day looks very different. I would say that, you know, it's very much like a couple hours a day that I'm working on my business, whether it's client check-ins, doing new programming, consultation mm-hmm. calls, 
um, you know, weekly modules for my clients, stuff like that, or whether it's editing content that I filmed at mm-hmm. the gym, you know, working out's a big part of my day. So I'll film, film there, come home, edit it, you know, all the different things. I never have a content, um, schedule. I just film Me whatever neither. I want, whenever I want. I yeah. never plan my content. Cause I'm like, you just never know what you're going to feel like, but that's kind of, a kind of my life story, how I got to, to doing what I'm doing now. And yeah, it all was the luck of the draw. I feel like I very much lucked out um, being able to be successful um, in this industry, mm-hmm. knowing now it's just such a saturated market. Yeah. And I think you touched on so many great points because it's, it's hard, like coming out of like high school and even while you're in university, like you don't know what you want to do with your life, right? Like, and the thing is, I think for a lot of us, that window is so narrow, you know, we know like the traditional nine to five jobs and like we don't even know what we would like to do until you kind of experience it. And like you said, like it wasn't until you had your personal trainer that you were like, oh, this is something that I might actually enjoy. Right. And um, it's crazy how some things can just turn in. You can just turn things into a career for yourself. Right. Like I still work a traditional nine to five. I'm on my engineering internship at the moment, but I also do like content creating full time. So it's interesting because I totally relate to you when you say like, you know, you have that flexibility and, you know, I still have my nine to five. But after those hours are done, I have the flexibility to just like go home and relax like most people who work a nine to five. But since I do content, too, it's like, well, I have to get, the, you know, like I have this kind of thing in my brain where I'm like, well, I shouldn't just like waste my free time. I should like, you know, do content and when it comes to weekends you know I'm like okay well I should take a day off and rest because I'm like exhausted but then it's like okay I'll just film like one TikTok you know and I I kind of because I love it so much and because content creating did start off like as a hobby and I have such a passion for it sometimes I like trick my mind and I'm like well it's not like you know like I won't do like a brand video today it's just like a get ready with me like a video for myself but like when you're in that like work mindset and when it is something that consumes so much of your life you get sucked in so easily sometimes and then you're like still editing like late into the night or like you're like let me just respond to one more comment or you know or, like let me just check this post one more time yeah. yeah yeah so it's it's hard it to like and it's funny you say that because I'm actually on a social media <laughs> cleanse right now okay yeah. a little break I had a little minty bee yesterday and for those of you guys who don't know what a minty bee is it's a mental breakdown okay we all have them um and I just you know, whether you do social media for work, whether you just post for fun or whether you just sit there and ingest social media, it's, it's something a lot. I feel like we're still trying to wrap our head around where it's exhausting to mm-hmm. this level that we don't really know. We're trying to still wrap our heads around it. Yes. Because we're like, is it really that exhausting? It's like we gaslight ourselves all the time right. into thinking like it's really not that exhausting. It's not taking up that much time. It's not that. Why am I tired from just posting a couple videos or whatever? And it's like it drains your energy. Come to terms with Mm -hmm. the burnout that you feel with it. No matter what you're doing with social media, it's just exhausting. And I just I had it yesterday. I was like, I can't. I need to. I put all my like apps on like a time sensor on my phone, and I haven't been on for like a whole 24 hours now, which sounds a little silly, but it's been a breath of fresh air but I get what you mean by it being consumed because it's like well let me just just check this one DM or let me just and then you're like goes from page yeah you just 
like get into the rabbit hole and I think also because like when you put those restrictions on yourself like I'm not gonna check it you know like you can't like you put those barriers up because I find myself sometimes I'll go on my phone and I'll go on to TikTok or I'll go on to Instagram like without even thinking about it like it's just like instinct I just like open up all my apps and I like check my email you know like it's like wait I didn't even like process that to think I'm going on TikTok you know like it's just happens and I was watching I was watching TikTok the other day, but this guy came on my For You page and he was talking about how we can't even, like, do, like, an everyday task without having, like, simulation, like, you know, stimulation going on. And he's like, when I go throughout my day, you know, I wake up, I'll, like, play music while I'm getting ready or watch a YouTube video. Like, I'll have something on in the background. Then while I'm, like, responding to emails, I'll throw a show on. When I'm having my lunch and it's, like, my break, I'll scroll TikTok. When I'm doing this, you know, and it's, like, he's like, if I... And he's like, I went, he's like, it really hit me when I went to the gym today and I forgot my headphones and I walked back home to grab my headphones before going to the gym again, because he's like, I can't work out without my headphones to listen to music. So it's like, and that really like hit me. Cause I was like, wow, like I feel that way sometimes too. Like, I'm like, well, I can like do this while I'm getting other stuff done. We're just so used to like having that extra stimulation in our day to day lives. Yes. It's insane. Silence in our generation is so incredibly loud Hard. and yeah. <laughs> it's not something that we can deal with. And I no. just, I always am so fascinated by social media, not because I studied it in college, but because it just, we are still experiencing this phenomenon of, yes. of social media. We it's so new. experienced everything when Instagram first came out and Snapchat and you know, Kick Messenger and like all Everything. these different apps that have Twitter, like all these different apps that have come out. And it's just so interesting to see how much it's changed the world, but also just affected us in our in our day to day lives. And it's yeah. hard to just be silent and not sit on your phone or go on a device. And it's funny because I saw this video like a couple weeks ago and it was this um, lady was talking about how she got a Bluetooth clicker that will help her click through TikTok videos while she's on the treadmill. And while it is oh do my that gosh. You got it or you thought about it or whatever, it's your do what you gotta do mm. to get you through, you know, some cardio. I get it. Cardio yeah. is brutal. Yeah. But I hate that, the treadmill, I gotta like, say. Right. That to me was like, okay, this is where we're headed. Like, yes. like you could do a million other things while you're walking. I love to read while I walk. That's like my thing. I know it's okay. some people get dizzy by it, but I love to read whether it's a real book or I'll have like my iPad just kind of propped up on the treadmill and I'll just read. I love doing that because it keeps me in the moment. It's a little escape. Mm. It also makes cardio go by really fast. So if you've never tried, I definitely recommend, but I'm just like the fact, so she didn't have to scroll with yeah. her thumb. It was a clicker. So she was walking and I'm like, wow, oh, that, wow. Like, it just didn't sit right with me. I was right. a little bit like, Ooh, this is kind of it just makes you think right and now that you bring that up I so like I I've been going to the gym for I want to say like a year now my brother really got me into it um because he's really like more on that bodybuilder type side of things like he's gotten like so big in the past year it's crazy like I'm like where did my little brother go um but like he took me with him one day and I was like not a gym person like I grew up playing some sports I'm like dance and play basketball but whenever it came time to like for like practices like basketball practice I dreaded them every morning so I like hated cardio I like the only cardio I really like is like dancing um but like running like and that cardio kicks your ass yeah but it's so much fun 
Yeah, but like running, not for me. Like, you know, it's just not for me. But he's like, come to the gym with me. And I'm like, Nick, I like don't, it's not my thing. And he's like, well, I don't like run or anything. I just like lift weights. And I'm like, lifting weights, like, I'm literally going to embarrass myself, you know? Like, I was just like, not, yeah. So, because I did like a bunch of like hit workouts that I literally would just like have to drag myself through. Like, I hated them. So I was like, fine, I'll go with you. And I was so lost. Like, he was like, okay, we're going to, like, squat, and I was, like, my form, like, I just felt so uncomfortable in the gym, because I was just, like, looking around me, and I was, like, everyone knows what they're doing, and I'm so lost, but I started going more and more with him, and I, I ended up really liking it, and I was, like, okay, I actually really enjoy weightlifting, because, you know, it gets my heart rate up, but I'm also not, like, I don't feel miserable while I'm doing it, and I love, like, the little pauses, I like that you can, like, throw a playlist on, and it's just, like, really good, but the times where I do force myself to do, like, like a little treadmill or like a stairmaster. Like I, I tend to do the stairmaster because I find like I really get a good burn from it. But I do yes. have a hard time like not watching the clock. I do have to yeah. say, oh and one minute of cardio feels like an hour. You look and you're like, oh, I must be almost done. You're like two and a half minutes in, and you're like, yeah, what? yeah. So, so I, I do find like I'll throw on like a YouTube, YouTube video or something to kind of you know. Like, like try, try to, to keep myself like, focused on the video and not like, like watch the little time, time. but then I'll start looking yeah, at how much time has gone through the YouTube video, and I'm like, you know, so it's I like I get it, but no, like it's just um it's just kind of crazy, and I definitely like when I heard that guy talking about like leaving his AirPods at home, like I only work out listening to music, you know, unless I'm like going to the gym with someone. And, and even then, like, I'll keep, like, one AirPod in or something, something but, like, yes. you need, yeah, yeah it's, it's just, it's so, so like, normal, I feel like, for us now, but it's also interesting to think because, like, let's say TikTok, for example, like, for us, like, we're creators, so it's very, like, embedded into our lives, right? But even for someone who doesn't create content and is a consumer, I would say, like, most people in our generation, like, spend a lot of their day on TikTok, let's say, right, or whatever other social media, but it's crazy to think, like, TikTok is such a big part of our lives now but it was literally not even around a few years ago so insane i've never seen an app have quite this big i don't think anybody has and they can all speak for it um quite this big of an impact especially the timing of it coming out and then the timing of the pandemic hitting and us having to stay at home like i didn't even download tiktok until it was probably like April of 2020. So it was like right after the lockdown happened yes. and I went home and was with my family and stuff. I was like, yes. what is this TikTok app yes. that people are talking about? And I didn't really even like it at first. I was like, this is kind of dumb. Why do I want to watch people dancing? Like, you know, Same. it was a very different TikTok too back in 2020. Very it was different. really just dancing. It wasn't vlogging or lifestyle or very intimate as it is now. It's no, just quite a just bit. just trends, and, dancing. Um, like, yeah. Yes. yes. I was pretty late to the game, too, with downloading it, and I remember, like, when I first had it, like, I just had, like, a personal, like, private TikTok that I would just, like, post, like, dumb shit with my friends, you know, Um, but I started doing YouTube, like, as a content creator in 2014, so I've been doing that for a long time, and, like, bless my parents and my, like, family for just, like, supporting me through that, because, like, I still think to this day, like, it's wild, like, I was 13 years old, like, posting videos in my room doing my makeup like my parents were like what are you doing you know like because it wasn't like a now everyone makes videos and stuff but back then like no one did it so it was just like kind of weird for them but they supported me through it and I'm like so grateful for that but I had friends telling me like and even my brother like get on TikTok like you're already making content for YouTube like do it on TikTok and I'm like uh 
it's not for me. Like, I'm like, I'm not a TikToker, you know, like, I love to dance and all, but I'm not, like, the, like, you know, TikTok dancing type. Like, I learned the dances for fun. I think we all did that. But I'm like, I just don't think it's for me, right? Um, And then I actually started posting, like, beauty-related TikTok videos in 2021. So I feel like in April 2021. So I feel like I was really late to the game of, like, posting on there. But now it's crazy because, like, TikTok's, like, my primary platform. And I think it really, like you know, excelled me, like, in the content creator space to be able to even grow, like, my YouTube channel more and, like, my Instagram more, and it's just, like, it's crazy because I was, like, so against posting on there, and then, like, now I love it, but, yeah, like, I wanted to ask, though, like, what kind of got you into creating on TikTok? Like, was it kind of, like, by accident? Did you go into it, like, intending to be, like, a creator? Not at all. Not at all. Oh my God. I like, and I wasn't even against it. I just didn't understand it. And I just was like, ah, like I'll download it for fun. Like, yeah, "Yeah, these are some funny videos, whatever. Um, but I created, I first created my Instagram. Um, I had like my normal regular personal Instagram that I had since like seventh grade when I first started it. Um, and I started to post a little bit of fitness content on there when I met my coach. Okay. And then I was like, oh, I was a little embarrassed because I was like, people from high school follow me, yes. like old college, new college people follow me. I'm like, this is weird. Like, I'm embarrassed to post. So I'm just yeah. going to create an account that's fitness only. I did the and same, yeah. if people follow me there, they can. So I yeah. created my Instagram in september of 2020 beginning of my senior year and i was like it was just for fun and i started to post on tiktok too and it was mostly just fitness stuff like workouts it wasn't any i was never talking to the camera it wasn't even voiceovers it was just to trending songs and i had one video in december of 2020 that on tiktok that had blown up it got like I think it got like two and a half million views and it was a before and after video of like what the video was, what I exercises I used to do to grow my booty versus exercises I do now. And it was like me doing like body weight or bands versus like actually like deadlifting and using weights and stuff. Both are good. Okay. Both are good. There's not one better than the other, but I did that and it, and it blew up and I got like a couple thousand followers from there to my Instagram and then I just kind of sat there and I was like, and I got a lot of followers on TikTok, like a lot of followers yeah. on TikTok. And I was like, whoa, that was the first time that I was like, wait a minute, like, this is how I can advertise myself and my business. Like, this is how right. I'm going to do this. And that Especially was in the midst this of me being yeah. like, I want to get my personal, like, I think that I can all just happened. And then when you have one video catch traction, then all of them kind of do. And then you get more people asking questions and more DMs. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is really fun. I love doing this. And then I started just to talk on the camera and it kind of just, it just kind of happened from there. And it was, there was no intention behind it. I didn't post the video. I remember I posted it at night. It was like a seven o'clock at night. I posted it. I put my phone down for the night. And then the next day I wake up and I had all these followers on Instagram. I'm like, what's going on? And then that's kind of what really made it happen. And that's why I say like, it only takes one video. It only takes one video to kind of catch traction for people to start to follow you and like you and ask questions and the algorithm, like it's, it's crazy. But that's kind of how, how it happened for me. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And around what time was this? I mean, honestly, okay. So it was like December, January of 2021, like December, 2020, it was like right before the new year in 2021. I graduated college in 2021. 
Um, I still, though, when I graduated college, I only had like, I want to say maybe 3,500, 4,000 followers on Instagram and maybe like 20 on TikTok. So I was by no means like huge in any way. For me, the, that was like big numbers and yeah. not a big deal. But running my business at the beginning, like right when I had gotten started, it was really difficult because yes. I'm like, how I'm, I'm advertising myself as much as I can, but like, I'm, this is my career and my livelihood. Like I need to make money. I need yes. to get clients. I need to like double overtime with content and just keep pushing it so I can like grow my business. And it kind of just happened from there, but it, uh, yeah, it was like around summertime of, of 2021 that things kind of started to really pick up for me. And it's kind of just been, I feel like just a slow escalation from there. It's, I mean, we all go through our lulls where we, you know, maybe our content isn't being pushed out as far. Yeah. We're not getting a lot of followers or interest in our business and stuff. We all go through those times, but it always eventually picks back up, you know? So that's so what I find it's, too. It's very yeah. much up and down. Yeah, and, like, with algorithm changes and stuff, and I don't know, like, if you get this, too, but I've talked about this in the past, but kind of that, like, stress of, like, when, you know, we are in those, like, kind of lulls, and, like, we're not getting the views, we're not getting the followers, and then you're, like, panicking, because you're, like, is that it? Like, have I lost it all? Because I always kind of, and I think that's part of, like, the work ethic, especially with social media, because it can literally all, like, disappear tomorrow. I always have that mindset, you know? Like, I'm, like, uh, yeah, sure, my videos are, like, relevant now, but, like you know they may not be tomorrow so I always have to be like coming up with new content ideas and all this to drive views and stuff and when you get in those lulls and you like post a few videos and they're like low views or low engagement you're just like uh-oh like am I done you know it's, it's, again, it's stressful feeling bad about feeling bad it's so stressful and then I just sit there and you're like I feel I don't know for me personally I'm like I just feel so silly like what it, it doesn't matter and you try to tell yourself it's not about the numbers. It's not about the yes. views or the followers. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yes. But then you sit there and it consumes you. And, it, it and then you sit there and you're like, the fact that this is consuming me is almost like embarrassing. Like, yes. why yes. am I letting this take over my life? But like, it takes the fun out of just it. come to a point where we kind of just have to accept it. Yeah. 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 And it definitely takes the fun out of it. And I always try to think back like, okay, I'm upset about like X amount of views right now. But like, I would have killed for that number of views like a while back when I was first starting out right so it's like you gotta like kind of just reel it back in you know and um just like remember like I'm posting this like get ready with me like because I love it you know not necessarily like for the views and sometimes you have to like accept like some videos are like for yourself you know and they're not the ones that are gonna go viral and all that but they're the ones that are fun to make um I did kind of want to ask you so you like started off posting mostly fitness content um you were growing like your instagram at the same time and then because i when i started off on tiktok i was just doing like skincare makeup reviews but i wasn't really showing my face or i would like apply the product on but like it was mostly like voiceover or like with the trendy sound or i would always use like the t uh the text to speech option which i don't think they have anymore i think they got rid of it it's weird Sometimes I see it on videos and sometimes I don't. Okay. I don't use it anymore, but I don't think, I don't know if it's an option anymore. Okay, yeah, because I, like, don't have that at all anymore, but that's, like, basically what I was doing. Like, I wasn't talking to the camera, and, like, I talked to the camera, obviously, on YouTube, but, like, for TikTok, it was very just, like, trending sounds and just, like, text of, like, yeah. the information. 
um so I'm like trying to think for myself too like when I posted like my first like talking video I think it was probably like answering a question or something but now like basically all my videos I post are like talking unless it's like a little vlog with like a voiceover you know but like it's very rare that I'm not talking to the camera so when was kind of that transition for you where you kind of started bringing like some of your personality into your content I would say when some videos kind of did better than others and people would ask questions, my first time I think talking to the video was answering questions um, and just answering them with me talking. Mm -hmm. I have like, I've had a few random videos that have like gone viral and it's just been so weird because I had like some relationship ones go. Yes. I think my biggest one still to this date is my birth control story which um, I do want to get into really but changed. yes we'll get to that that was yeah. a huge changing point for me but like the, so random things I'll just kind of talk to them in the answering the questions and then I would do like an outfit like a gym outfit check like, okay hey, yeah. this is from Lainey, this is from Target this is from whatever and I think then it kind of started getting into talking more to the camera yeah yeah no mm -hmm. okay yeah so speaking of your birth control video because i want to get into this because i've had my i have my thoughts on birth control and i want to hear yours yeah. and i think we're gonna have a bit to talk about here but um to give you a bit of like context i was on birth control for two years um i was on the lanisa 28 pill whatever my doctor basically said like it'll help with your like acne as well Let's try it out. And this is my first ever like type of birth control that I had been on. So I was on it for two years and I, I felt like I was kind of like gaslighting myself into thinking like I wasn't feeling any effects from it. And I was like, oh, it's like COVID. It's like being in quarantine at school. Like, you know, like I was just, but then I like reached this like point and I was like, what the heck is going on with me? Because I would like any single thing in life would make me cry. And, like, I'm already an yes. emotional person, but, like, while I was on this yeah. pill, like, anything could happen, and I'd be in tears. And, like, I could not control yeah. my emotions, like, and it was just terrible, especially, like, being in university and stuff. Like, I was, like, okay, this is, like, too much. Like, I'm, like, having too many mental breakdowns, <laughs> you know? Like, this is, like, right. what's going right. on? And I was, like, the next, and then I, like, wake up the next day, and I'm, like, why was I even upset about that? Like, my mood was, like, all over the place. Um, I literally felt like I was like going through puberty again and like being like a moody teenager because I'm like and I was like you know definitely bringing this like moods onto like my family and I was like the next day like after I'd like have something that upset me I like feel so bad because I was like what the heck why was I upset it just like literally did not feel like myself at all um, so I like cut it cold turkey last year in January and I didn't even like discuss it with my doctor because I was one year. happy one year <laughs> off of birth control. Um, but I was like just so tired of it that I just like stopped taking it. Like I had one more week left of just like the placebo pill. So I just like took the last like actual pill and then I was like done. Like we're done with this. Didn't even discuss with my doctor. I just stopped taking it. And around the same time is when I like started getting into the gym too. So like I think like I... Yeah. Honestly, like, probably, you know, obviously it takes a while to, like, flush out of your body and all this stuff, but I felt like my mood was, like, instantly better just because I knew I was, like, off of it, you know? So yes. I felt like I was, like, myself again, like, instantly just because I, like, came off it, but I really started to see those changes as I was coming off the pill, like, a few months in, like, two, three months, and then 
Um, I was told, like, it would take a while for the hormones to, like, completely be gone, which, like, it's it's so insane to me because when I first got on the pill, my doctor told me it might take a few tries to, like, find the pill that's for you, but it's, like, it takes a couple months to adjust to one pill, and then it takes a couple months to get off, so it's, like, how many times do you expect me to, like, take, you know, like, all these different pills? So I, like, noticed that immediate change in, like, my mood and everything that I felt, like, way more motivated, and that was the one thing that, like, really pushed me to get off of it is once I started literally not wanting to do a school I literally, like, hated my degree at that point, and I love the degree I'm in, so I was, like, there's something wrong. Um, I didn't even feel motivated to, like, make content, like, I didn't even want to film my YouTube videos, which those were, like, my safe place, you know, so I was, like, what the heck, like, that, that's really when I was, like, something is really wrong, I'm done, like, I can't keep doing this, but six months after I stopped taking the pill, that's when my, like, skin freaked the fuck out, like, I was, like, whoa, and... I, like, talked to some doctors and stuff, and they were like, no, like, I think it's just, like, you just need to go on Accutane, and I'm like, listen, like, the only thing I changed was coming off the birth control six months ago, this has to be, like, because, like, you could see the progression, like, over the six months of my acne getting worse and worse and worse, so I'm like, it has to be, like, a hormonal imbalance that, like, the birth control had, like, because if you think about it, like, you're pumping, like, hormones into your body every day, and then all of a sudden you take that out, your body's gonna freak out, right? So, yeah, and now I'm, like, working to, like, heal my hormonal balance, like, imbalance more naturally, and, like, that's all going good, but, like, that was, like, kind of my experience with birth control, and I don't think I'll ever go on a pill ever again, but I want to, like, you know, obviously I've watched your video, but I want to kind of talk about it and kind of let the listeners hear in on, like, your story with it. Yes. Yes. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm sorry that you experienced that. I think it's so important that we do share our stories because I know that a lot of women are experiencing this right now. And for you to hop on social media, we all know that TikTok especially is a beast and to share your experience and, you know, your skin progression is truly so inspirational. I can't imagine you know, how difficult that is, you know, it's rewarding, but equally as difficult to hop on social media and really just kind of be vulnerable and expose yourself. So the fact that you're doing that, I know is helping so, so many people. So shout out to you for just being awesome and doing that because it's not easy to do that at all. You can hide behind the filters very easily and you don't do that. And I know that it's helping so many people. I love watching your videos when it comes to that and just seeing the people in the comments. It's just, it really is changing lives. So you're amazing for that. And I'm sorry that you did go through that, but just know that you're not alone. Um, my birth control story, hopefully you guys have a little bit of time. Let's, let's buckle up and get cozy. (laughs) We got time. It's kind of a doozy. It's, it's a Let's get into it. (laughs) Yes. get into it. So I originally started birth control when I was 15 years old before I was sexually active because my periods were so bad. I had just had such a heavy flow. It was genetics. I mean, my mom was the same way. My mom's mom was my grandma. It just, it kind of is what it is. So, and I think a lot of girls, yeah, I think a lot of girls can relate to that. Yeah. Yes. So it, what are we going to do? And I was like, well, you know, we had, I'm very close with my family too. I mean, my parents, my sister, it's the four of us were very, very close. So I'm always telling them about what's going on in my life, how I'm feeling, whatever. My mom's like, okay, Love well, that. we can, you know, we can go to the doctors and see, you know, maybe you'll get put on birth control if you want to. And so, you know, I went and they're like, yeah, like if you want to start, you know, just the generic pill, we'll get you started on that. It'll really control your bleeding and kind of level things out. And of course I'm like 15 at the time. I'm like, 
for sure. It sounds great. Yeah. Um, this sounds like a miracle. Yeah. Different. And my mom, you know, my mom never pressured me into it. Um, but it was something at the point where like I needed to do it because there was no way that I was going to be able to get through like my, my next periods without it. So I started just the generic pill, um, and during high school, it was honestly great. I didn't notice any crazy, I didn't get any crazy weight gain. I didn't, you know, break out a lot. Mm-hmm. Like it was just fine. My, my hormones, I think were leveled out. I mean, I was so young and high school is such a doozy in itself. I think everything was just okay. Yeah. Um, then I took that for about like four years and then I was on pretty much the same pills for four years and my freshman year of college around i remember it was like around saint patrick's day so like march i had this period that like i just would not stop bleeding and i started blood clotting really badly oh, and it gosh. was like the size of like golf balls blood clots that were coming out and i was like okay this is like not right at all so yes. i called like emergency called my gynecologist i'm like this is what's going on like i'm kind of freaking out right now like i feel a little dizzy like i just feel like i'm losing a lot of blood and he's like Oh my gosh. He's like, well, you know, sometimes your body rejects birth control. If you've been on it for a long time, you'd be a perfect candidate for an IUD. And I was like, I was, you know, 19 at the time. So I was like, okay, sure. Like, that sounds great. I don't care anything to help out what's going on. That's fine. So I flew home that next week. So I was at Oregon at the time. So I flew back from, um, there to the Bay area, which I was born and raised. I got my IUD and I got the Marina IUD. And, um, it was pretty painful. I have a really high pain tolerance. So for me, it wasn't, it wasn't horrible, but I will say that it's, it's a pretty, um, invasive and really brutal procedure. It should be something I believe that you should have some type of pain medication for, or have the option to be on something while you're getting it inserted, because it's quite, a I don't know. I can't really describe it. It's very, it's traumatic for some people. I know that for sure. Some people and that wasn't, for, yeah, there was yes, no like option. Some of them giving childbirth. There's no wow. option or anything. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. I got it in. It was fine. I bled for about a month after that. Cause usually when you get it in, you'll kind yeah. of bleed quite a while after. And honestly, it was amazing for the first year and a half that I had it. It was, I had no periods. I had no acne. I really was just kind of having my fun in college. I didn't worry about, you know, anything. It worked. It did its job. And then it just, and then it just stopped working. Um, and I didn't know at the time what it was from, but I started getting yeast infections all the time. And I'm a very, very hygienic person, super, super hygienic, but I started getting recurring yeast infections and UTIs. And I thought that it was something with my kidneys or something with my system. Like I never, ever, ever turned to it being my IUD or birth control. I was like, oh my God, maybe I need to get like an ultrasound or I need to get checked for this. Like, do I have something going on with me? All, everything came back normal. Um, And then I started getting reoccurring BV, which BV is bacterial vaginosis. Mm -hmm. And it basically is just a bacterial infection down there. It's, It's common. It happens all the time. You don't have to have an IUD to have it. It's, it happens a lot. Um, but my main, uh, symptom of that was the fact that I smelt like fish. I smelt fishy and my discharge was just horrible. I mean, I would smell myself at work. It's the most mortifying experience ever. And at the time I'm still dating, um, 
my same boyfriend. We've been together for over four years now, but I was dating my boyfriend Nash at the time. And that really, um, scarred me for a long time. And it's still something that I'm working through because now I'm against my body. I'm frustrated. I don't know what's going on. I'm having a lot of issues and I can't figure it out. I got, I kept getting tests done. Everything was coming back normally. The IUD looked normal. It was fine. Um, but then I started developing really bad insecurities with my body. And then it came to the point where I completely, and this was like my last straw that made me get off of birth control, but I completely lost my sex drive. And that on top of the reoccurring BV, which I would get BV and for BV, you, you take, you know, a pill for it and stuff. You can't drink or whatever, but the BV medication would give me a yeast infection, which happens a lot when women take medications, they get yeast infection. So I literally had BV yeast infection, BV yeast infection for like six months. This is ongoing cycle. And then during that time of being, going through all this with my body, I didn't feel comfortable down there. Even my boyfriend at the time, we were dating for like over two years at that point. And then it led to me completely losing my sex drive. And I had this whole breakdown and I was like talking to Nash, my boyfriend, I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on, but I don't even feel like myself. Like I feel yes. like I'm having an out of body experience right now. I can't control my emotions. Yes. I don't know what I don't have an answer. So one night when he was sleeping, I went on this rabbit hole of research and I just looked up like loss of sex drive. Like what could, what could it be? Mm -hmm. And I went down this rabbit hole of how being on hormonal birth control for a lengthy amount of time can lead to a loss in sex drive. And I kid you not, I literally went down a rabbit hole for like two hours and I realized that my reoccurring BV, oh, during this time, I completely forgot um, to mention, this was right at the beginning of COVID. I had an ovarian cyst burst that also landed me in the hospital in the emergency room at like three in the morning. Oh my gosh. Worst, worst pain, pain of my life. Worst pain of my life. Like I don't ever want to feel, I'm hoping childbirth's better than that because I don't wish that upon anybody. It was horrible. So that anyways, that's a key point in the story. But I figured out during my research that, most likely the cause of me losing my sex drive was from birth control. I did a bunch of deep diving on the Mirena IUD and how it causes reoccurring BV and how it also can cause ovarian cysts. And I had this whole moment where I was like, holy fuck, I need to get this out of me. I need to get this out of me. I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. So I called my mom and I was like, this is what's going on. Like, I cannot have this in me. I don't want to be on birth control anymore. Like, I think I just need to be off for a long time and then figure out what I want to do. And I was like, all right, then, then stop taking it. So called my gynecologist. I got it taken out. They tried to put me back on pills for like, they're like, do you want to go back on pills? And I was like, sure. Like just send the prescription in. Mm -hmm. Um, so for a month, I wouldn't even say for a month, I'd say like two or three weeks. I tried to, you know, I did my, the pills and stuff and I felt so, (laughs) I couldn't even describe it. It's probably similar to how you felt just I couldn't even relate to my, I'm like, I don't even know who I am anymore. I looked exactly. at myself and I'm like, I don't even know. Like it's me versus my body and yes. it's me and my body. Like, I'm very much against my body right yes. now. And I hate being like that. Yes. So then I just threw the pills out one day. I didn't finish the pack, which I don't recommend. Any gynecologist or doctor will tell you like, finish out whatever you're doing before you stop. And I threw it out and I began my you know, hormonal free birth control journey. And yeah, it was traumatic. I definitely, I feel like it took me three months to, to notice some changes. I didn't really feel different for like two or three months. Cause yeah, it takes a minute. Yeah. 
out, takes time. I noticed some hair thinning. I had some hormonal acne flare-ups that I just started recently seeing a dermatologist for. Um, and I'd say it took me about a year and a half to heal the relationship with my body and fully get my sex drive back. Yes. And yeah. that was like the worst part for me because I wanted that to happen overnight. But I will tell you that the next day that I woke up, when I was like, officially, I'm not taking birth control anymore. I felt a weight lifted off my chest because I could finally point blame to something. Yes. I could finally be like, this, this is, is the what problem. is going on. Because I was left in limbo for so yeah. long thinking that it was like my body, like something was going on with like my, you know, body or kidneys or yeah. something. And you're like, what's wrong with was- me? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I immediately felt much better mentally i was like now i know what's going on yes. i know the reason why i found exactly. it out myself, you know and i i know that this is what's going on um but yeah i'm at a point now where you know a lot of people will comment on my tiktok videos and be like well what about a copper iud like it's on her i personally will never ever put anything foreign inside of my body unless if it's necessary like i have a few clients that have pcos endometriosis they have to be on birth control in order to control um you know their symptoms and stuff which i completely understand like obviously you have to do what's best for you but yeah i'm at a point now where i will never ever ever do anything like that again um not that i'm against it though i'm so for doing what's best for you if birth control worked out for me i would i would be happy like you know yeah if it works for you you feel great it works for you freaking keep taking it girl i wish that i was you like yeah. do your thing i love that for you like exactly wish it, me, it just did it you know it just yeah, yeah. that's kind of the place that i'm at now i've learned a lot since getting off too but that's kind for of like sure. my birth control story there mm-hmm. yeah like and i have some friends who like have been on it for so long like since they were like teenagers and they're like perfectly fine on it on it but they just also worry too, like what's going to happen once I'm off of it since I've been on it for like seven, eight years now, you know? And I like, I'm like, yeah, I, I wonder that too. Like I was only on it for two years. Right. And I definitely noticed the effects, um, coming off of it. Like my skin being a huge one. Right. And like that, like I'm working through now, but I have so many people comment on my TikTok like now I'm scared to get off my birth control because I don't know what's going to happen after, right? right? right. And it's like yeah. and that's kind of the thing there is that you just don't know because everyone's different. There may be similarities, but yes. like your hormones, your body is so, so different. Yeah. Different. So when people are like, "Did you gain weight? Did you lose weight?" Did, I'm like, "I even if I did or didn't, it it may or may not happen to you. Yes. My answer's not really going to give no. you much clarity no you just will never know until you find out for yourself exactly and i think yeah like everyone's so different but i think the huge thing here is like always listen to your body and like listen to what it's telling you because if something's wrong it will tell you you know like if you have like a bunch of breakouts like there's something underlying there and that's why i was so like against you know being told by doctors just go back on like just to go on Accutane and you know if I go on Accutane I'm gonna have to get on birth control again and I had so many people in my comment in my comments saying well that's not the only like solution like you can get your blood tested every two weeks to make sure you're not pregnant or you can like be abstinent or whatever and it's like okay but why should I like decrease my quality of life just for clear skin like I was like okay you know like that's not an option for me right like it's not an option for me and I get like some people like Accutane is the only solution I get that but for me 
I didn't feel like it was the right thing. And especially because of how like up and down my emotions were while on birth control. I was like, if I go on Accutane and birth control at the same time, like that's going to ruin me, you know, like I know my body and that's not, and it was just so crazy to me too, because I do think, I do think birth control has effects like on your gut health and on your liver and all like, there's so many things and Accutane literally like, I mean, it literally stops your body from producing oil. So like, I like huge, like, you know, like it literally is like crazy, a crazy drug. Yeah. 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 And it's, like it has so much damage on your liver and it's like for me I notice when I take Tylenol like from being sick or like have like a few drinks on the weekend I usually break out you know so I know now that it's like you know you know your body so well that's the biggest thing is that when you feel like something's wrong log it down that's the biggest regret that I have is not logging things down sooner than I already do now but like listen to your body and I will say that most of the time, if you are wanting to get off of birth control, this isn't all the time because there's some gynecologists and doctors out there that are very much in support of that and very much will educate you and help you with that. And this is not like a bash on gynecologists or doctors at all, but a lot of the times um, they won't support that and yes. they'll give you I more agree. options that are to get on, maybe try different birth Something controls. Else, and, yeah. and you absolutely can go. I'm, I'm sure that there is a good birth control out there for everybody and you can go through that process. Process, but it's like you've it's got to weigh the pros and cons out and I think we've all had an experience with you know a doctor and gynecologist my my gynecologist that I had I absolutely loved her she ended up moving to France which shout out to her for doing that but she was so helpful through that experience and I just saw a new one in the same um, practice and this was when like this was about probably seven or eight months ago, I was getting all the girly stuff checked up, you know, making sure we're all good to go. And I was explaining to her that like, one thing that I experienced, um, you know, probably like 10 or 11 months ago is I started having like really painful periods kind of out of nowhere. It was like really bizarre and I'm very tuned with my body. So I'm like, okay, this is not normal. Let Something's me wait wrong, it out yeah. next month. It wasn't normal, super painful. Really, it was different than my normal ones that I've been having for like a year and a half. So I kind of just talked to my new gynecologist that I was seeing first time meeting. And I was like, yeah, I'm having these really painful periods. And I was describing all the different symptoms that I was having. And her first, her first mark was that she said, well, you know, like definitely talk about you getting you back on birth control. That's definitely going to solve and help all of these issues. Um, but it doesn't look like you're interested in that. And I just sat there and I'm like, it's not, this is the issue. You know, it's not an issue for everybody. Again, they have great, some people have great doctors and gynecologists that are willing to, to talk more and speak through it. But I'm like, your first instinct was to get me back is medication yeah instead of being like oh god how strange let's maybe get your blood work done or have you had you know this done have you had this tested like maybe we'll check you for you know unfortunately with pcos and endometriosis there's no magical test that you can do yes but like you can can, yeah exactly exactly and and i immediately so frustrating and i was like no no thank you that's not what i'm interested in we got the appointment done i left and i'm like this is the issue like yes with a lot of having that conversation with their doctor i totally agree they're, of course they're not really going to be super supportive no of it. um and that was like my frustration i was so mad after that appointment i'm like oh this is what the issue is for some people you know no and i had a doctor appointment i literally came on tiktok like crying like immediately after because i was like i need to like talk about this and like 
I always find, like, with TikTok, like, it's kind of, like, such a safe space. Like, at least, like, my account, right? Like, I can just, like, go on there and chat with um, my viewers and stuff. And the doctor that I went to, like, I explained, like, the full story, right? I came off birth control and I told him very clearly, like, I felt miserable on this pill, you know? Like, I made it pretty clear, like, I probably wouldn't want to feel like that again, like, reasons why yes. it came off, right? And I was, like, you know, showing him my skin stuff. And he's, like, yeah, we need to get you on Accutane, like, immediately. And I was, like, oh. I don't really want to do that, you know? I don't I don't really want to do that. I don't want to go on birth control again. I'm like, can we get, like, a blood test done? Like, I want to see, like, my hormone levels. Maybe if we see that, like, my estrogen levels are low or whatever it is, right? At least I can, like, go down that route and make sure I can try to balance, like, whatever hormone I'm, like, deficient in or whatever I have, like, too much of, right? And he's like, no, there's no need for that because, like, you would only have, like, hormonal issues if you're, like, pregnant or, like, going through menopause, like, in your, like, 30s or 40s, and I'm, like, what? So, the thing about hormone tests, too, is that it's hard to, people always, it's hard to test hormones. It is, yes. So, if you get your blood work done one week, like, on a Monday. It's gonna be different. It's probably gonna be completely different than Friday on when you get your hormones tested. I mean, when you do get them tested, you can probably see whether you have severe deficiencies yes. or like a huge yes. production that will cause some like red flags. But if you're between a pretty broad normal, range, yeah. you're like, you're good. Everything's yeah. just, you know, and, and I want, that yeah. makes it so difficult. For sure. And I want to rule out those like extremes, you know, like first. So I was like, can I get my blood tested, yes. you know, or at least like maybe I have like another deficiency, right? Like I used to be like pretty low on iron. I kind of like took supplements for a while and then I kind of got that, you know, so like I just wanted to check, like rule those boxes out. I wanted to see like were there issues like with my gut, like did I have like a bacterial like gut issue or something, right, from like the birth control or was it maybe like a food allergy? Because I know allergies can develop like as you get older like you cannot be allergic to something and then it can like happen and it can react on your skin right he's like no like can't be anything like that he's like can't be hormonal and I was like well the only thing I changed was coming off the birth control like I made that super clear and he's like no can't be because of that like he's like your only solution is Accutane and I was like okay but I don't want to go on this because like I don't want it to affect like my mental health my physical like it's hard on your body so, like, I just don't yeah. want to go through that. And he's like, well, you know, sometimes, like, all, like, he's like, all medications have side effects and you're just going to have to, like, bear that out if you want, like, your skin to clear up. And I was like, no, I shouldn't have to, like, do that, you know? And I was getting so frustrated, but I was trying to, like, it's keep so myself, funny. you know, like, I was trying. And, like, in that moment, I kind of wished I, like, brought my mom with me to the doctor's appointment right, so she right. could, like tell this guy like no you know because I was sitting there yeah I was sitting there like uh, like trying not to like cry in front of him and just trying to like compose myself because I just felt like so defeated yeah like you said and um he's like well and I was like I know it's really damaging like on your liver and he's like yeah but we would just like test you know like to make sure your liver is doing all right like every month or so while you're on it and he's like if there's too much damage we'll just take you off of it and I'm like oh, so we'll just wait till my liver's, like, done. And then, you know, I'm like, what? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Um, So at that point, like, he, like, gave me the referral for, like, the dermatologist, whatever. But I just, like, I was, like, done. Like, I just, like, left and, like, went to my car. And I was like, that was awful. And that's when I, like, started doing my own research. Yeah. And, like, um, I've been taking, like, nettle supplements for the past, like, since, like, September. I take, like, two pills in the morning, two pills, and I also drink, like, nettle tea, spearmint tea, dandelion root tea, and it's helped immensely, like, 
so so much yeah. and it's literally just like yeah, a I mean, herb your skin, your glow. every time i see her videos i'm like she is glowing. <laughs> thank it's you just, thank it, you like there's a different you know kind of glow with you not only with your skin but you can just tell you know your confidence and stuff now, yeah you good and bad days like we all do for sure yeah you're doing seems to be working really well well because also i'm like i knew this was the issue you know and now because i'm like using like natural things that are known to help regulate your hormones like obviously it's not perfect i still break out right but like i right. you know and those are like more like the typical like breakouts you get around your period or like from a product or like the surface acne but like as far as like cisco like i notice like if i like miss a few days and like forget to take my like nettle supplements i break out like so i like know that this is like really helping me and then i've started taking yeah. like some other things to help like with my gut health and everything and just like cleanse that out and it's like mm -hmm. really really helping and now i'm looking more into like topical solutions for like the scarring left behind and those just like those like annoying pimples that like like to like stay yes. around for a while and like different hey, retinoid yeah. options the ones that but for like two weeks to a month yes. and you're like why are you either come out or go away like we don't want you here yeah please <laughs> your time is done but uh yeah so that's kind of like the journey i'm on now but i have to say like i will not go on like a hormonal birth control ever again even like a non-hormonal iud like it, no thank you you know and actually because of you i started natural cycles it's just the best it's the best i i love natural cycles this is not paid or sponsored at all. no <laughs> um every video that i post it's hard though when you talk about stuff like that on social media i love to talk about natural cycles because I, I i've used it for the past you know year and year plus and it's changed my life i know right. that for sure um you know working with them has been super great but it's hard because when i do post about it people are like oh my god this is paid this sponsored, is sponsored. Yeah. how can you believe this well i'm like it's it's not i would never do i don't do that much you know paid sponsored content um but yeah it's it's the best i mean it, you know in any cycle tracker whatever that you use is is going to be great you're going to learn no matter what um but i just love yeah. how in-depth natural cycles is i feel yeah. very confident with it and i just it's always predicting since the first time that i filled out the questionnaire it's like this is when we're going to predict your ovulation and yeah. we're going to predict your period and this was before i really started getting into like taking my ovulation strip tests and stuff like that where i was like okay let's see if they're good about my period and they were, I was like, wow, okay, this is weird. Cause I tried flow for a while. Flow was so wildly inaccurate, did not work. I found that too. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, like you basically with natural cycles, you take your temperature, like the second you wake up in the morning and I need to like, I do need to be better about that. Cause sometimes like I just get up and I like start my day. Had Sorry. I aura ring as well. I just got the aura oh, okay. ring. Okay. So cool. Cool. Hair aura ring, which has been super awesome. So I don't know if you guys know what an aura ring is, but basically it's a ring. It's kind of a little thick, but it's a ring that you put on. It tracks your sleep. It can track your steps, like activity workouts. Um, and also they just paired with natural cycles Aura ring did. Um, it's very pricey. I would say it's worth it, but it's, it's a huge chunk of change for sure. Um, so when you wake up, it automatically, you have to go into natural cycles and you'll just click sync with oh. Aura and it will just automatically upload your temperature. So you don't have to take it, which take is nice. It. Interesting. Um, but sometimes it's hard to get into the routine of taking yes. it in the morning and you forget, like maybe you'll wake up and wash your face and eat and you're like, oh my God, I totally forgot to measure my temp. Um, but once you keep creating a habit out of it, it gets Yeah, easier. I keep it like right next to my bed. So I like see it in the morning, but I actually was going to say that ring is cute. So I didn't even know it was an aura ring. Yeah, it's an aura 
boring. Yeah, it's actually not That's bad. So cool. It's not bad. But once you put your temperature into natural cycles and it gives you a daily fertility status. So it basically gives you like a red or green yeah. day um, based off of your temperature because your temperature shifts throughout your um, cycle and it'll, you know, drop and dip a little bit right before slash when you're ovulating. It'll kind of get a little bit higher after that. So it really tells a lot kind of about where your body's at in your cycle, but you'll get a daily fertility status. A red day basically means you're more fertile and you should use protection if you are, you know, to get freaky. And then a green day is basically like, you're good to go. You don't have to use protection. You, they can do whatever, however you'd like to, you know, do that. You can do it. Yeah. Um, the green light. Yeah. And I think a lot of women don't understand because we're not educated. Of course we don't like, we have to learn this ourselves, which is bizarre because we're not taught this in schools, but the fact that like you can't get pregnant 24, seven, 365 days a year. You can only get pregnant during when you ovulate, when you're fertile. And the fertile window is like, could be three to five days before you ovulate and up to 48 hours after everyone's body is different, of course. So that, you know, is going to vary on when they ovulate and for how long. Um, But if there's no egg there to, you know, fertilize, you can't get pregnant. So once you're done ovulating and it's right before your period, you know, right after your period, you're, you're good to go. But the overlap in the gray area is that um, sperm can live inside of you for up to three to five days, sometimes a week. Yes. which is like, of course, like really like just that's, isn't that just fantastic. But it, um, <laughs> so that's kind of where it overlaps a little bit. If people are like, well, I got pregnant on my period. It, it wasn't on your period, but maybe you did the dirty at the tail end of your period. You know, they ended up doing their thing and it overlapped to and stayed inside to when you ovulated. So that's kind of like, and you know, the more, you know, but um, yeah, it's just crazy. Cause I feel like a lot of people don't really understand that like natural family planning and, and tracking your cycle does work. It does I, work. I, yeah. You just got to use it effectively. It yeah, exactly. And you have to, you have to keep up with it and you have to use it perfectly. But the same thing goes for a pill. You yes. Know? You, you have, have to take it perfectly. perfectly. Yeah. In order for it to work, you miss one day, you can't double up the next day like some people do. Like we've all done it, okay? But like it doesn't work like that. It doesn't just balance out. So you've got to, you know, use it effectively in order for it to work. But like I said, once it becomes like a habit of yours, it just is a lifestyle. Then it's like, it's so funny because now I base my whole life around my cycle. Like people will ask me how I'm doing, like close friends, obviously. And I'll be like, oh my God, I'm feeling great. I'm ovulating. So I'm glowing. Like I feel, and I'll say where I'm at in my cycle. Like it's a, it's a part of when you understand yeah you understand why you feel a certain way why you're more down one day why you're like better mood other days why your skin looks different why your hair looks different you know like everything why your body looks different too because like i'm sure like you experience too like your body like physically like appearance wise changes so much in a month like it's insane and i think yeah kind of like just educating yourself more around that is super important because it's not really talked about which is insane because like literally let's say like half the world's population is like women so like it's insane that like it's not really talked about and like kind of like taboo but also what I find crazy and we can like kind of move into this is how easily and how accessible I think birth control pills are and how easy it is to get on birth control without having like much knowledge about the effects that it can have you know and as we talked about like I wouldn't say I'm against birth control like I'm not going to go on it myself but if it works for you it works for you you know but it's like I do think there needs to be like more education on it because it's so easy to go to any doctor and say like I'm having bad cramps and the first thing that they'll say is let's do birth control 
and they'll prescribe it to you yes. like that second without even saying like yeah. okay well you have bad cramp like let's just talk through it let's figure out like what's going on let's try like maybe something else that doesn't have to be as extreme you know and then if we rule that all out like then birth control will kind of be like our last resort right so I just find that yeah. so interesting and like from such a young age like I had so many friends like I started birth control when I was 18 but I had so many friends who like started off like 13 14 you mentioned like 15 right so yeah. like it, and that like thinking back now like I'm, I'm 21 now so thinking back I'm like that's mm-hmm. so young like that's, that's so yeah, young like you don't even well, know and I, yeah I totally agree with you that there needs to be definitely more um more sex education in general better sex education in general in regards to our own bodies male female however you identify there just needs to be way more education especially yeah in regards to birth control you have a headache you get migraines oh you have cramps oh you bleed a lot oh your periods are really inconsistent let's just put you on birth control yeah if you have skin issues yeah yeah skin issues you have acne oh no worries this is perfect all my like my patients go on this you know whatever and it's like of course we're we're gonna listen to that because it's if it's gonna cure it in the moment but we're also young but for the most part we don't really know no any better but i will say over the past three to five years there's been even in the past year there's been a huge shift in um like a conversation with birth control and with with everything and it's been really incredible to see because personally when i went off of it in 2020 i went off of it november of 2020 um beginning of my senior year um nobody i knew not a single soul that wasn't on birth control all of my friends my sister any like nobody that i knew that i could talk to was um, you know, off of birth control. So I went through this journey completely alone and isolated. I had no idea like what, what I was going to be going through, which I kind of am am glad because I kind of just experienced it in the moment. And I was like, wait, this is weird. Why am I feeling this way? Let me just like look up or do some research, but it wasn't like, oh my God, I might gain weight. I might get acne. And then, so I'm kind of glad that like at the time I didn't have all of these things that could have, you know, happened. Um, you know, and going through it alone, it was definitely super isolating because I couldn't turn to my friends and be like, oh my God, did you ever feel like this? Or did this ever happen to you? Because nobody I knew was experiencing it. Um, so when I did share my birth control story, I feel like I, not me because people have been talking about it for a long time, but I feel like I opened up this kind of little tiny door of like the core, this corner of the internet, you know, with my followers and stuff. Uh, Absolutely. Talking, talking about, about it. it. I mean, the I mean, amount so important. I've never, I mean, that's still my most, I think it's around like 8 million views or something. It's still my most viewed and like, it still gets comments on it to this day. Yeah. And I posted it like over a year and a half ago. Um, but the amount of women who related to my story, who have the same experience, who like, you know, we're going through it currently, or, you know, it just completely, they were like, oh my God, I've been going through this. And I had no idea. Like, thank you so much. Or just even the conversations in the comments, people are like, this is what happened to me. And people would respond and be like, oh my God, it happened to me. And just like the conversation around it has been really, really awesome to kind of see. Um, I do feel like a lot, a lot of women are getting off of hormonal birth control now in the past year or two, a huge amount. Um, And I'll just say like my biggest advice for anybody getting off of hormonal birth control is to start to learn about 
your cycle what different phases mean like you know learning about temperature shifts like you can't track your cycle while you're on birth control because obviously hormonal birth control um stops you from ovulating so it affects your temperature it affects your entire cycle you can't really track it while you're on but get to know what is a cycle what does a cycle look like what will it possibly look like for you and start to get into the habit of like maybe tracking like how you feel and like you know some side effects that you're having or symptoms and stuff but definitely start learning about it so then when you get off it's not like you're completely like oh my god what do i do what's happening like what should i try you know get a cycle tracker app that you can obviously we both use natural cycles and absolutely love it you do have to pay for the subscription but to me it's worth every single penny in my like opinion you could do annually or you can do um monthly if you'd like um but yeah definitely learn your cycle learn what a cycle is you know and when you ovulate what happens to your body you know your different discharge all of that has to do like what happens to your skin your hair like everything changes every and learning that yeah learning that i think is super super important so kind of put yourself through like a little like cycle 101 lesson do your research um and then when you get off of it then you can kind of just ease into it be like okay this is how I'm feeling. Okay. It must be at this time of the month. Okay. Yeah, I am right. So you're not completely, you know, blind. going. Well, into yes, it. for sure. And I like, I wish that I knew about like these more natural, like hormone, like balancers before, because like, I think it definitely would have kind of lessened the impact if I like started drinking like one cup of like spearmint tea a day, you know, like maybe a month before I got off of it. Right. And I, I did kind of like get off of it kind of on impulse. I was just like, I'm done, you know, so yeah. I didn't really prepare for it. But maybe even after I like yeah. made that decision to get off, I could have like started that process a little earlier than like nine months later, um, because like doing something like that is like super easy. Personally, like I love spearmint tea like even how it tastes and stuff and I have people in my comments that are like yeah. it's so good you know like I just have like a cup of tea at work or whatever and it literally makes such a big impact because it's just like it'll kind of balance out in any which way that you're like deficient or like have a surplus in like it will just kind of you know yeah. do a little bit there so I wish I kind of knew about that before and just yeah educate yourself you know about your cycle about maybe some of the effects too that it could have like after getting off and just kind of like make your plan of like okay what am I going to do to just kind of help my body transition from you know coming off this pill because I definitely think it's important and try to find a doctor that will listen to you and not just like tell you a different like birth control option because maybe there is one out there for you but if you in your body you don't feel like this is the right choice for you don't feel pressured to go down that route i know a lot of women or people in general that definitely recommend if you don't you know if you don't have a good relationship with your doctor you haven't found one yet going to a naturopath is something that a lot of people recommend because they work super deep from within and it's not uh, to my understanding i've never worked with one personally but Mm -hmm. any of my clients or people that i know personally firsthand who have worked with them they're very much in support of it and also willing to work from within without pushing any type of medication on you. You know, I think they do offer it if if you'd like, but it's more just really, you know, learning about foods and the impacts that that has on your hormones and, you know, movement and taking care of your mental health and all these different things that you can really do as well as supplements and vitamins that you can take to really help in areas that you are deficient. So that's definitely an option. I feel like for people who are interested, maybe just 
having at least a conversation with one, kind of getting a feel for it, if that's something that, you know, you're able to, um, to do, you know, during wherever time of your life you're at. Um, I definitely would suggest that's like probably the next option that I, I wish I would have again known at the time, I probably would have done that. Um, now that I kind of have like a way better understanding of my body and I kind of went through all the trial and error on my own, which was scary and a lot. Um, but I would definitely recommend a naturopath or somebody, you know, that you can at least just chat to about that. They, they, seem to have like a really good feel for that kind of stuff yeah and just kind of understanding that like everything is so interconnected right like i like whatever you put into your body right like it's going to definitely have effects every single day right and um i think it's so important because i think especially like in today's age like especially like with the food we eat like so much of it is like genetically modified and like pumped with hormones and all this stuff and it's hard it's so hard to eat like super clean all the time because like I feel like in this day like you literally need to be rich to like you know like buy like all the like organic and like natural foods and even then even then like you're not like growing them yourself in your like backyard you know like you don't know exactly what's being put into them so it's hard um to kind of go that route and I I think nutrition is definitely important just kind of like trial and error but that's hard too to like pinpoint exactly what you know like I kind of I don't eat as much dairy um anymore but I still don't know for sure if that has a huge effect you know um it's just hard and like a lot of people in my comments will tell me like completely cut out sugar and that's like hard to do like I have a really bad sweet tooth but it's like hard to completely like cold turkey cut something out you know um so it's very easy to like give those suggestions but I think just finding like things in moderation you know like obviously like for me like I've noticed like when I if I drink alcohol I'm gonna break out if I like drink too much like milk or have too much dairy like I'm gonna break out but like I'm not gonna you know like if I go out on a Friday night I'm not like I'll have a drink with my friends you know and then just do like a face mask the next day you know like just find those like moderations like and not everything has to be like to the extremes because I think it's super easy to like see a bunch of that advice online just like stop doing oh my this gosh, or, you yes, know they make it sounds so easy and it's not yeah it's not at yeah all. And also I think just you saying that like you saying that tells me you're really in tune with your body and I think that's the first step is just yeah knowing you're like oh, instead of standing there and being like why am I breaking out this is so weird like that's why I'm in, in kind of like asking why it's like, wait, what led me to this? Like, what did I do the past couple of days that could have maybe caused this flare up with my skin or maybe my digestion? Like I'm super gassy and bloated. Like what did I have over the past 48 hours that kind of like maybe, have, and that's kind of where I feel like you can really start. That's free. And it's, it's easy. I mean, it does take a little bit, you have to have like a little bit of time to like mentally kind of sit down with yourself and kind of just be like, all right, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing right? But that's the first step is just being in tune with your body and like knowing like, okay, wow, after I had dairy, I blew up like a balloon or I broke out really badly or I was so gassy, like I could not control it. And then it's like, okay, well, I had like a huge milkshake, you know, earlier that makes sense. And then, you know, right. can start pulling things out and kind of go from there you know? exactly see, okay i haven't had dairy for a week i haven't really broken out i'm like way less bloated i feel much better okay that's exactly probably it. kind of just go from there you know for you sure go to the extremes I and mean, everything you know everything in moderation live your life have your yeah life. Um, and you can still have a milkshake if you want like have the milkshake but like at least you know like okay i'm gonna feel exactly i'm gonna feel a little more bullet you know like you're just gonna know like what you're you know like um if i eat like a lot of like 
sodium or have like a bag of chips one night like i know my skin's gonna be super dry and puffy the next day like i just know that now right so it's like you don't have to completely avoid it but like knowing it is definitely super helpful and i think the big things to look at are like your sleep you know like was i getting a lot of sleep this week was i like you know because that has a huge effect was that like my stress levels every time i get stressed like an exam season comes around the corner my skin like flares up like crazy because I'm just like stressed you know and like when you're stressed I feel like you're not eating as well like it's just like all you're not sleeping as well and it all just yeah full circle yeah Yeah, yeah. but like look at those things like the food you're eating right like the drinks you're having like everything has an effect right and I feel like even like the environment like I noticed even a huge difference in my skin when I moved into the apartment I'm in now compared to my parents house it's like a lot drier in this apartment you know and my skin's definitely felt that so it's like there's so many things like your environment what you're putting into your body so much can change I just think like kind of yeah like as you said like being aware of like those changes in your day-to-day life can really Mm -hmm. help you pinpoint and kind of learn more about your body every single day which is which is super cool that we can like do that it's just once you kind of get into that routine of you know making like mental notes of like what your body likes and it doesn't it it's definitely helpful. Absolutely. And you bringing up sleep. I mean, this is something I talk about forever, but sleep, you guys, sleep, it's so important. It is the number one thing you have got to prioritize in your life above fitness, above nutrition, above water intake. If you do not have a good sleep schedule, it will literally, that is the first domino to fall to make the rest of the dominoes go yeah, down. Yeah, you can and throw I, everything out the window. Because like, exactly. And it's sad because I feel like people see sleep as a luxury and totally in some senses, like you can't always, depending on like, if you have a family, what kind of jobs you have, like where you're at in your life, sometimes you have to you you have to sacrifice yeah sometimes your sleep. it's gonna get like, compromised like, one thing to prioritize exactly it's it's your sleep and I tell my clients that too if they went on a weekend long bender or maybe they just have had really bad sleep or their work has been off or whatever like I have a lot I work with a lot of nurses so they're like a lot of flipping from night to day shift and it's so it throws off their body so much so they're super bloated they're breaking out they're very fatigued they can't take down their nutrition because their you know diets all messed up and stuff and i tell them i'm like the first thing i want you to do is sleep like i don't care if you get your workouts in i don't care if you're getting your nutrition or whatever get your sleep first and we'll chat once you feel well rested and kind of attack this next week together because it's just it's so important that's a, that's a little tangent i had to go on yeah you know it's so important love everything if you are tired and your body is telling you to rest and you have the opportunity to sleep sleep as much as you freaking can like do yeah. not worry about getting in your workout or eating perfectly or whatever you have to do like prioritize your sleep first absolutely. no for sure and I like I have such a like busy schedule all the time so it's sometimes I do definitely you know forget about that and I'm like okay I'll just like sleep less hours tonight but mm-hmm. I find every time I do that for a little too long and I push myself a little too much I get sick instantly yes. I wake up and yeah, I have yeah. a cold and I'm just like oh. and then then I have to sleep, like, then I can't work, then I can't work out, then I, you know, so it's, like, your body, like, is really just telling you, like, oh, like, you didn't want to take, like, a few more hours to sleep then, because you didn't have time, now I'm putting you to bed for a week, and you can't move at all, so it's, like, so, like, now you have to take a break, yeah, so that always happens to me, so now, like, when I'm starting to feel a bit down, I'm just, okay, like, I'm just gonna, like, take a few hours, because, like, 
otherwise I'm going to get sick and then I'm going to be out of commission for a whole week. So exactly. we got to prioritize that. A few hours will help you struggling for a month. Like those few hours you've got to take over you being sick and tired for like two weeks straight. Yes, no. yes, for sure. Yeah, I did, um, before we close this off, I did want to ask you because I'm asking everyone I've had on, um, and you've maybe seen my videos, I always tell people to like, say one thing they like really love about their skin or their body or whatever it is that day so I wanted to ask you that what's something that you've really been liking about like yourself or your skin your body whatever it is that you've just been really loving lately And that's not a bad thing. Period. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Your second glow up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, it's great. And I, I, yeah. I love that. And I think that's so important because it's definitely like I look back at photos of myself in like high school and I'm like, I was literally like a twig. And I can't say like I was like eating like a balanced diet then or, you know, like I was like 16, whatever, 17. Um, yeah. And I was like, that's just how I looked. And I wasn't necessarily taking care of my body more than now you know I probably work out way more now than I ever did then and that's just how I looked then I look back at photos and I'm like holy like I was thin and definitely like over this past year you know I put on more muscle my you know like I remember when I moved out into this apartment I was like trying on a bunch of clothes because I didn't want to take like everything with me and you know if it doesn't fit like I'm not I'm just gonna get rid of it so I was really cleaning out my closet 
and I tried on a bunch of jeans and I got really in my head because I'm like oh my gosh like they're all so tight like I can't even button them up and I like got in this really dark space and then I realized well I'm like well like I've been squatting I've been like hip thrusting I've been doing all the workouts so I'm like obviously these jeans don't fit anymore they're like tight ass skinny jeans you know like I I'm not a skinny girl like skinny jean girl anymore like I wear like more like wide leg pants or you know like those just fit my body better now and I was like wait like I've been working out to achieve these goals and now I'm upset that my like jeans don't fit like of course they don't fit you know exactly. so it's and like just remember that clothes are you know you're not supposed to fit into clothes clothes are supposed to fit you and your body's always going to be changing Always. And you know, you've got, that's why for me, I'm like investing in a good pair of jeans is great, but I find myself having to get new shorts and jeans every year because every summer every, yeah. changing. and that's okay. Like fitting into jeans from two years ago, it probably would not even fit around my calf. Like, yeah, you know, always remember like it's, you're not supposed to squeeze into clothes, no. just try to find clothes that fit you and, and you know, where you're at. That's, that's the biggest thing. Like, don't try to wear those those old things no. you know, and you'll feel so much yeah and you'll feel so much better and more confident in those clothes that will fit you yes. and fit your body the way it's yes. supposed to look and I think that's really important too because I, I get a lot of comments saying like oh you know you talk about skin positivity and all this stuff but it's like acne is like not normal like they're like aren't you trying to like heal it like why are you, you know and I always say like okay yes I'm like working to heal my skin but like does that mean I should be miserable and like hate myself from the time like you know, like, from now until I have clear skin, like, no, like, I can love how I look now, and I can also love how I look when I do have clear skin, I can still be on this journey, and I think that goes the same with, like, fitness, too, and this whole, like, because I think there's been, like, a whole body positivity movement definitely in the last, like, few years, and I think what's really important is, like, because it's really complicated, and there's a lot to, like, body positivity and all, but I think, you know, you can have goals in mind, you can have, like, a certain physique you're trying to, like, obtain and stuff, and, like, all these things in the gym or with your eating or with whatever it is but I think just loving yourself at every stage is what's important because like looking thinner or like putting on more muscle or like you know getting clear skin isn't really what's going to make you truly happy like those are such like superficial things like yes going to the gym makes you really happy or like you know like do makeup like makes me really happy like stuff like that makes you happy but like and having those goals is what like drives you but like once you get there it's not like a guarantee that you're gonna be happy and like confident in your body you gotta like work that every day yeah absolutely i couldn't agree with that more and honestly it just this is what i tell any like new clients like if i'm on a consultation call and stuff like that i always ask like you know what are where do you want to see yourself in two or three months down the line and you know it's it goes to show a lot where people are at kind of where they're at mentally if they're if you're trying to chase physical goals and numbers, you I'll guarantee you're going to live in a constant state of defeat and comparison because no matter what, whether we are at the fittest we've ever been or the happiest or clearest skin we've ever had, we're always going to look in the mirror and pick apart the things that we something else. It's just how we are as human beings. It comes along. And we're always going to be like, I wish I did this better. I wish I could change this. I wish that I didn't have this or my skin was like this. We're always going to do that. And that's something you just kind of have to accept. But if you're constantly chasing that physical, you know, look or numbers or something, you'll just be constantly defeated because when you change your mindset of focusing on how you feel and getting into a routine, instead of like 
numbers of like how you killed your workout or something, the routine of it, like getting ready for it, maybe throwing on yeah. some makeup, drinking your pickup, having your playlist jamming, yeah. like actually physically doing the movement and then going home and having that whole thing. That is there what is. you fall yeah. in love with. Yeah. And that's what you should want to work towards. Yes. You know, focus I totally on agree. how you feel instead, instead of how you of look, love. because you'll never be, I mean, like, we'll always be like, oh my gosh, I look good or whatever. But, you know, I feel like nobody's ever fully, fully satisfied with anything. anything. Life, no. You know? and yeah. The, yeah. Financially, emotionally, physically, yes. mentally. Um, so just kind of accepting that and learning to to start from within and know that like, yeah, you'll have your days where you look in the mirror and you're like, oh no, I do not like what I'm seeing. Yeah. But hopefully you can find a place where a majority of the time, you know, because you're in a good routine and you're like, oh, you feel good because you got your morning routine that you love to do down and you did yeah. it. And then you're like, now I'm conquering this and doing that. And it all just kind of falls together. So yeah, always, always focus on what's, what's within first. Exactly. And I think it's so important, like whether it's like physical or like, let's say like situational life, like you're like, okay, I'll be happy when I make X amount of money a year, or I'll be happy when my skin is clear. I'll be happy when I'm, you know, 10 pounds thinner or whatever it is. Right. It's like, once you get there, you're going to find something else to not be happy about. You know, you're going to get clear skin and then you're going to be like, oh, actually I'll be happy when my hair looks like this or when, you know, my body looks. And it's like, you're always going to find the next thing to pick yourself on. And I think what you said there is like, not every day is going to be a hundred percent. And there's going to be days where you wake up and you're like, you know what? I don't look the best today, but like you have to, and this is come, comes back to like knowing yourself. Right. And like knowing, okay, I don't feel my best today, but what can I do to just like bring up my mood a little bit more or set myself up to have a really good day tomorrow, you know? And it's like, okay, maybe I'll throw on a bit of makeup, make myself feel a little more cute, curl my hair, you know, get like a workout. And maybe you don't feel like super motivated to like have like a super heavy lift day. Maybe you'll just like go for a walk or do something like that day to prep yourself like for the next day or for like the rest of the day to feel a little bit better. And I think that's what's so important because it's very easy to like look online and be like, wow, like these people are so happy every day. They're just like living their best life. And it's like, no, like I have shit days, but it's like, you have to just keep that positive mindset, even when you are in those bad times and you can let yourself, you know, have your moment of feeling super down, but you can't let that drag on and like ruin the rest of your day. Or, you know, you have to like let yourself be upset over whatever it is and then like pick yourself back up again. And that's really how you can like yes. grow your confidence and like start training. Honestly, like the way you go to the gym and train certain muscles, you really have to train your mind into like training yeah. it to have a positive mindset each and every day. Absolutely. And knowing that some days you will take the L and that is yeah. okay. okay. Yeah. Every day you're going to, you're going to, you know, win the day. And no. Stuff, but the biggest thing is that even if you feel off, that's why building a routine is so important yeah. because it makes you feel accomplished no matter yeah. what. I'm talking like morning routine and breaking it down to like, like yes. making your bed, doing your full skincare, you know, taking care of your hygiene, doing yeah. that. You know, if you like to journal or meditate or pop on a podcast or do your workout in the, or whatever, sticking to that is what is going to bring you through the hard times because you may not feel great doing it, but you did it. And that's what matters most. And that's, what's like so important in any journey that you go on is to continue to stick to your routine. 
um, and showing up for yourself in that aspect. Even if you don't feel good, you end the day and you're like, okay, I did pretty much mostly what I usually do. I just didn't really feel great about myself. Wake up next day and you'll get to repeat it with a new fresh mindset. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, And I I guess, guess, so I asked you like something you love about your skin or like love about your body. And I do want to ask you what's something that you've kind of been maybe picking at yourself about and how are you kind of working to get yourself back to that like positive mindset? Yeah. I would say actually recently, um, just like social media is hard. <laughs> Again, it's that double-edged sword. Tell me like, about it. <laughs> I like I have a place to really feel like, of course, everything's relative, right? We all go through our own struggles and, and whatnot, but I feel like I'm having a really hard time, um, being present. I find that um, there's two realities that we live right now, and one is through social media, and one is when you're actually just sitting down present in the moment, and I really feel super consumed with my reality being only social media because I want to you know, keep providing content. Every time I'm out, I always think of something like, oh my God, I should film this. I should film yeah. that. And it's just like, like, boom, boom, bam. Or like, when I get home, I'm going to do this haul. Like, oh my God, I got an Amazon package, which means I need to film. A- it's like all these silly things. It never ends. Like, like, that is becoming, I'm like sharing so much of my life, which I love, but being able to kind of pull back and make sure that I am present in the moment and really just living you know, not having to show up all the time on social media, you know, if I don't feel like I'm being okay with that and not getting stressed about it or anything. And the way, you know, I'm working through that is, you know, being super open about it with like my close friends so they can kind of give their perspectives and help me through it. And also with my boyfriend, Nash, he's always so helpful. He's like, okay, you really like, you're at your breaking point. You do need to take a step back. Like I'm telling you, you've just got to take a step back. And I'm like, okay, you're right. And, you know, doing that, but that's something that I've just been dealing with mentally. Um, and then I just feel like I can't be feeling that way because I feel so, so incredibly lucky to, work for myself to be a personal trainer and online fitness coach and post on social media. And, and my career is sharing my life and, Mm -hmm. and also helping, you know, clients all around the world. And I'm like, how can I complain when people have to show up to a nine to five and they, they have to put on a good face, whether they feel this way or not, you know, and it's, it's this constant imposter syndrome battle the imposter that syndrome going through, is um, bad, yeah. you know yeah. so it's it's hard I feel like a lot of people can can relate to that but it's it's something I'm going through right now and I'm just trying to to figure it out but Nash and I are moving soon we're staying locally here in Reno where we're at in Reno Nevada a lot of people don't know where that it's it is but it's next to Lake Tahoe if you guys know where that is um but we're moving soon I'm turning 24 tomorrow I'm like okay you know what it's a lot of fresh new start a lot and to celebrate yeah I'm like what is going to happen soon that I can really just shift and change and yeah. start fresh mm-hmm. and really, you know, get control of that. But definitely putting a time limit on my apps. I always have a time limit on Instagram and TikTok every single day. I have like a total each. It's like a four hour time limit total, like for both of them. So like, you know, two and two. And I really, really try. There's a lot of days where I'm like skipping it. I'm like, nope, ignore it for the day or whatever. But I try my best to kind of limit my time on, on social media as much as I can. I think, I think that's, that's super important. important. And the whole like being kind of present in the moment is super important. important. I was just in LA for a brand trip and it, like you put like a bunch of influencers and content creators in a room and it's like we're all like getting the content, you know, like all like filming. All... It was a bizarre experience. It was crazy. It's like 
everybody's living through and that's why i'm like this is so like honestly it's weird i'm kind of right now to be talking about this but it's like everybody's living through (laughs) yes you're on this room everybody has their cameras out and they're vlogging and it's such weird it's a weird experience yeah and it's like (laughs) you know thank you but um yeah like it was it was amazing but like it was definitely something that i thought about because even like i was very stressed throughout the trip because i'm like oh my gosh i didn't get enough content like at this event or you know like uh, like something cool happened at the event and i'm like oh shoot i didn't get that on camera and it's like okay but like you're here like enjoy it like you know like yeah maybe like you won't have it on camera to like show your viewers but you can just like talk about it and like share your experience and you can just like live in the moment and see it because like this night is going to go by so fast and it's like it was like a Mm -hmm. once in a lifetime opportunity so I was just like just like be here you know and I was trying to like film so much but it's like at the same time like you know I'll have lots of time to film when I'm back like in like Calgary Mm -hmm. Alberta like you know like doing my regular thing so it's like it's okay right so um it's definitely like I I think it's interesting that you brought that up because um it's definitely something that I think is super important and we should all just try to kind of be more present in our day-to-day lives and not so much on our phones because our phone will be there you know it'll be there later it's it's okay yeah (laughs) social media break or cleanse like I've taken a lot like I always have to take one every other month like taking a whole like weekend off um, which doesn't seem like a lot of time, but it is. It feels, it feels like forever, it is. But, yes. You know, you get back on, you don't miss anything. Every single time I've gotten back on, you never miss anything important. If it's that important, it's going to be on the news, yeah. and your friends or family or whoever that you talk to will tell you about it. But you yeah. never ever miss anything significant. Exactly, and I think like, I think as a content creator, you're like, oh my gosh, well I like I. I have a schedule like I tell like for me like I post on TikTok every day I post on YouTube once a week so I'm like if I don't post my YouTube video this week like what's gonna happen and it's like okay I am not that important the people who watch me are gonna be fine (laughs) you know but like it's like no one is gonna like start like calling the police because I didn't post a video one week you know like no one's even gonna ask why didn't you post your YouTube yeah like probably no one's even gonna like check you know because like a lot of people just like have their notifications or they're like see your video on their for you page like nobody will notice like I'm not that relevant so I like you know and then it's like you can just take that day off and Mm -hmm. it's gonna be okay so I think it's definitely super super important yeah yeah but Absolutely. I feel like we could talk literally forever. I'm definitely going to have to have you on for a part two because there's so much we need to keep oh deep diving into. Yeah, yeah no. no, please come on again because there's so much we can keep deep, deep diving to. I, you know, this was so much fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much I can talk to you about. Um, I think there's definitely a lot that we can yeah. relate on and, you know, not only being in this space, but also kind of like running your own business and like kind of figuring out what you want to do with your life and the birth control stuff and just everything there's so much that we can talk about yes. so we'll definitely have to do some type of part two but to anyone listening wow. thank you for tuning in thank you so much Sophia for coming on to loud talk it was such such a pleasure to have you on and I hope you had fun <laughs> uh, oh I did thank you so much I feel so honored again this was my first time doing something like this but have me on literally whenever I'm yes. so happy to talk to you about all the different things but Thank you so much for having me on and keep inspiring it. Like you are changing lives. Even if it feels like you aren't, you you know, you don't have a huge impact, you do. Like even Thank if you. just one person, like you are yes. seriously yes. so, so inspirational. And I, I feel super honored and lucky to to have this opportunity to chat with you today.
Thank you so much. Well, that's it for this episode of Loud Talk with Lavi. Remember, guys, to always just stay confident, stay positive, and most importantly, to stay loud. Thank you, Sophia, for coming on. That's it for this episode. Make sure to go watch the YouTube version if you haven't and you're just listening on a streaming platform. We do record the video version as well, so go check that out on the Loud Talk with Lavi YouTube channel. If not, we are on all streaming platforms right now, and we even have these short versions on YouTube but shorts um instagram reels and tiktok as well so lots of places to watch the pod so thank you so so much and that's it for this episode we'll see you in the next one bye guys bye.